thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad that you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. Come on in, bring your Bible and bring your faith. Be expecting to receive something. You know, uh, this is a living word, but for it to be a live thing in, in our lives, we have to join our faith to it. So uh, it's not just about hearing, it's how we hear that matters. Amen. That we're expecting answers. We're expecting revelation for you. We're expecting wisdom for you. We're expecting miracles for you. Yes. for healing power to flow. Yes. Amen. That power is right where you're at. So we are releasing our faith in the word and we're believing that our lives are going to receive what we need of this word. Amen. Uh, we've been taking several weeks now and we've been teaching on the subject of following the Holy Spirit. It is so critical because the word and the spirit move together. I said the word and the spirit move together. Um, I've said this on, on different occasions, but I want to say it again. God's word is his, his word to all of his children. It's all the same. It's his general instruction to all of his children. And no doubt there's specific instruction in there, but there are specifics about every believer's life that the word doesn't spell out, but we still have divine help on those specifics. And that's what the Holy Spirit brings. He will unveil and unfold to you the word, but he will also unveil and unfold to you God's plan for your life in the specific ways. So we have to learn to follow the word and follow the spirit because the spirit only works with the word. Amen. That's what he works with. So the more word we have in us, the more we're giving the spirit to work with in our life because the, the Holy Spirit works with the word. That means what he directs us in is always going to be in line with the word. Amen. Uh, one of the greatest privileges of being a born again believer is to be the temple of the Holy Ghost, that he dwells on the inside of us. The greater one is on the inside. Um, I love something that Dad Hagen would say to us often, and he's, he would tell us, if you can teach people to follow their spirits, you can help them in every arena of life. Right. Now listen to that. If you can teach people to follow their spirits, what's that mean? We need to learn yes. how to follow our spirits. And many times there are many, many believers who don't even know that they're supposed to look to their spirit. Right. They don't even know that the Holy Spirit is in there in there to guide, yes. to lead, to teach, to counsel. They don't even understand what he's in there to do. But if we'll learn to follow our spirits, uh, the Holy Spirit will lead us through our own spirits. So uh, this is what we've been ministering on. You said, well, Pastor Nancy, thought your broadcast is called Jesus the Healer. He will lead you into healing. If you'll follow him, 
He will lead us into healing. Um, so we, it's important that we teach how to follow the Holy Spirit. Yes. Not only will he lead into healing, he will lead your home into peace. Yes. He will lead your business into prosperity. Yes. Amen. He will lead you into the highest flow. And um, we've, we've made this statement and it's so important for us to remember this. God planned it. Jesus purchased it, but the Holy Spirit leads us into it. So it's all three working together. The greatness of the plan, of God's plan that belongs to your life, God planned it. Jesus had to come and purchase that plan. And the Holy Spirit leads us into it. I want us to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12 says this, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Now notice that there's two things mentioned, the spirit of the world Mm -hmm. or the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, how many of you know we're not taking our counsel from the spirit of the world? (laughs) Amen. That he leads others in the world, the the wrong spirit. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a flow in the world. That's not our flow. Amen. It says again, now we have received... Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Why did we receive him? This, is, this tells us that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Mm-hmm. You say, well, I thought I could just read my Bible and find out what's freely given. It's the Holy Spirit who unveils what that means. You can read those words of of our inheritance in Christ and many, it will seem like a foreign thing to them, but the Holy Spirit quickens it. He makes it alive to us. He, He helps us to see that which God has already made ours. So this is what I, when I say God planned it, Jesus purchased it, but the spirit leads us into it. So all of all the Godhead working together. Amen. So we need to know the word, but we also need to know the spirit. Amen. Um, As I said, the spirit of God is endeavoring to lead us into every answer for our life. If we'll listen to him. When I hit a difficulty, when I hit opposition, when I hit a question in life, I don't just go this way and go, oh, God sends something. I go this way toward the greater one who's in me. Why? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's not trying to get God to send something. It's paying attention to the one who indwells me. So you're not, you don't have to respond in a panic, no matter how much of an emergency the moment is, you don't have to respond with, I've got to have God to get something. I listen, he's in you just turn toward, toward the greater one in you. When I say turn toward him, it's not about asking him, um, will you lead me? He's in there to lead you. Will you guide me? He's in there to guide you. Will you teach me? We don't even need to ask these things of him. That's what he's in there to do. But what we do need to do is turn toward the one who's trying to teach us, trying to lead us, trying to guide us. Amen. And how, what does it mean to turn toward him? Put our attention there. That means take your attention off of the reasonings of the moment. 
the reasonings of the mind and turn your attention toward your spirit. And you know, to pay attention and to hear how the spirit within you is trying to lead you, you'll have to learn to quiet your mind. That's something you have to practice at because every time the mind gets so loud, especially at a moment of emergency, right? And the, and the mind, that's Satan's arena. So he's going to try to energize that mental arena at a time that you need to hear something. So as we turn away from the mental arena, turn away from human reasoning, and we turn toward our spirit and we let the Holy Spirit know, I turn toward your counsel. I turn toward your guidance. I need that at this moment. And that's what I do. I always look inward. I turn inward to see what he would say to me. I quiet my mind and I will many times pray in the spirit to help me become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit in me. Amen. Amen. Even those who are not filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now listen, every believe, everyone who's born again has the Holy Spirit indwelling them. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care if you just got born again last night, this morning, five minutes ago. The Holy Spirit indwells you, period. And the indwelling Spirit will lead you yes. and guide you. But Acts chapter 2 talks about uh, an added dimension of the Spirit, and that is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Yes. That uh, you're so full that there's evidence of it, and it comes out as speaking in other tongues. But let me say this even those who are not filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, like I said, if they're a believer, they're indwelt. Yes. There's a difference between being indwelt and being filled. Right. And yes. Acts chapter 2 talks about the infilling. Um, but I don't care who you are, whether you've ever been filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues or not, the indwelling spirit will still lead you. He'll still guide you. Amen. Now we say it's best to be infilled. Why? It's a a deeper dimension of God. It's it's easier to know the spirit, how he's leading you when you're filled, when you're filled. So, uh, but what I'm saying to you, I don't care who you are. I don't care how how long you've walked with God. Any believer can turn toward their spirit, Mm -hmm. give attention to the greater one within. And uh, we do have to practice Mm -hmm. paying attention to him, uh, how he leads. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will prescribe in the moment of need exactly what you need to do. Um, he will prescribe what verse for you need, for you to stand on. That's what is so wonderful. Listen, the word of God is vast. Uh, There are many verses that may speak to a need you're facing, but you get one verse that the Holy Spirit quickens to you, reveals to you, unfolds to you. Uh, That thing is going to spend for you in a way that verses that you don't have revelation of won't spend the same way for you. You know what I mean by spending? You You can't spend what you don't own. And many are trying to spend verses that... Uh, haven't, they don't really own them in the sense of, yes, it belongs to, listen, the word belongs to all the believers, but you got to get it in you. You got to get it as revelation in you. And it's the Holy Spirit who turns the word into revelation for you. He helps you to see the guide, the teacher into the light of the word. So, uh, although you're, you may be faced with the need and the word of God is vast in its answer and supply, 
but how wonderful to have a certain verse prescribed. This one's for you. At this moment, at your, at where your faith is today, where your life is today, where your need is today, this verse for you. And the Holy Spirit will do that. That's what I do. When, I, when I'm faced with a need, I look to a verse. I turn toward the greater one in me and I look, how would you lead me? What verse would you lead me on? Rather than just in a panic, picking up the Bible and trying to in a panic, which is an outflow of fear, trying to find an answer. Take a moment. Turn toward the greater one who's in there to guide and to lead. Listen, we don't want to grieve him by not permitting him to be in us who he came to be in us. Amen. He is the divine genius on the inside. Um, I'm so thankful. I know you, I know you're thankful too. It's not about, about IQ. It's not about education. Education can help in certain ways, but nothing will replace the divine genius guiding you. Nothing equals the divine genius within you, guiding you and leading you because he leads you on a whole nother level that trumps every other intellect in the earth. Amen. And so we need to know he's the advantage yes. and he gives us the advantage right. in us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, on one occasion, Jesus appeared to um, our spiritual father who was Kenneth Hagen. And he appeared to him and talked to him about some things of ministry. At the end of that conversation, he said to Brother Hagen, he said, if if you will learn to follow my spirit, I'll make you rich. He said, I'm not opposed to my people being rich. I'm opposed to them being covetous. So it's not, a, it's not wrong to have it. It's how you handle it, how you treat it. Do you lean on the wrong thing? Do you lean on finances instead of on the provider? You see, that's what Jesus is talking about. But listen to the first phrase. If you learn... So this is, it, this is a condition. Mm-hmm. It's up to us learning. Yeah. If you learn to follow my spirit, because there are believers who go through their whole life and they never learn to follow their spirit. Right. They never learn to follow the Holy Spirit who is in them. Yeah. Um, and that's why they struggle unnecessarily. Right. And uh, the better we learn to follow the genius in us, the less we struggle. Yes. And I don't know about you, I'm all for less struggle. Oh, yeah. Right? So again, I want to say what Jesus said to Dad Hagen. If you learn to follow my spirit. So it's a process. You don't get there overnight. But if you practice, if you learn to follow my spirit, I'll make you rich. Look at that. I'll make you rich. Now, he's t- he was referring specifically to the financial arena in that statement. But generally... The Holy Spirit, if we learn to follow Him, will be enriched in every arena. You can't follow the Holy Spirit in, regarding your marriage and your marriage not get better. Right. You can't follow the Holy Spirit in your business and your, and your business not flourish. Right. Flourish. You can't follow the Holy Spirit in how to uh, conduct a relationship with someone and that not flourish. Yes. Anything the Holy Spirit gets involved in profits. Yes. It increases. Yes. Amen. It gets enriched. And so if we learn to follow our spirit, we can be helped by the genius of heaven in every arena of life. Listen, why would we not do that? Amen. 
We've been looking at some foundational scriptures. I want to go back to them. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now notice this, in this verse, that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. We could say it this way and still be correct. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Now, what's that mean? God is committing himself to lead Mm -hmm. his children by the Spirit. We have promise of that. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Then two verses down, that was verse 14, but down in verse 16, it says, it tells us how the Spirit, the primary way the Spirit will lead us. Mm -hmm. The Spirit itself or Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now look at that. When you get born again, how do you know you're born again? The Spirit of God bore witness with your spirit. Mm -hmm. You're the child of God. That's how He's going to lead you on everything. Because it, the most important thing that a human can know is, are you born again? Yes. <laughs> the most important thing. The only way you'll know that is the Spirit of God will bear witness with you. Right. On the inside, you, I'm, I'm right with God. Yes. I'm a child of God. Yes. The life of God is in me. The nature yes. of God is now in me. You know that because the Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit right. when that happens. Yes. Amen. Yes. If he's going to lead you by bearing witness with your spirit um, regarding the greatest thing, he's going to lead you that, he's going to lead you in everything the same way, way. bearing witness with your spirit. Amen. Are there other ways that that may happen? Yes. Could Jesus appear to you and speak to you? Yes, but he's not promised you that. Um, Could you receive a prophecy? Yes, but you're not promised a prophecy. Um, Could you have a dream or a vision? Yes, but you're not promised that. Here in Romans 8, 14, God commits himself Mm -hmm. that the sons of God are led and verse 16 tells us the spirit will bear witness with our spirit. You go, well, I don't even really understand what that term bear witness means. Well, it's an inward assurance. Mm -hmm. It's a conviction on the inside that no one can move you off of. I I just know. I just have a knowing on the inside of me. Amen. This is the primary way God leads. Mm -hmm. And it is the safest way God leads. Amen. The safest way. Now, because it's, as we were reading in Romans 8, 14, the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Then Jesus said to Dad Hagen, if you learn to follow my spirit, mm-hmm. I'll make you rich. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's going to lead, which he says he's going to lead all of his children by the Spirit of God, then it can't be hard. Right. <laughs> he would not be implementing a hard way right. that some children, might, some children of God might not can get it. Yeah. No, if he, has, if he has said, this is the way I'm going to lead my children, mm-hmm. then it's got to be easy enough for all of his children. That's right. Meaning it's easy for you to follow. Yes. Right. It's easy for me to follow. Yes. Amen. It's not hard if we will be sensitive yes. to the spirit within us. If we will be a student and learn and pay attention to him who, who dwells within us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, to become sensitive, number one, you have to feed on the Word. Because as I said, the Holy Spirit will only lead in line with the Word. He does not lead in line with emotions. He doesn't lead in line with feelings. He doesn't lead lead, uh, according to the reasonings of man. He leads us 
one way based on the word. Right. Amen. So the more we know the word and the more word we have in us, the more we give him to work with. Amen. If we don't feed on the word and gain knowledge of the word, we're giving the Holy Spirit very little to work with because he only leads in line with the word. Amen. Meaning this, if, uh, if I were to, if I, if you went to my, my kitchen right now, there's not much in there. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not a chef. I don't pretend to be. I don't even want to confuse myself. I just want to walk in there and see what I can do. I don't want to see ingredients I can't pronounce and don't know what to do with them. Right? Right? No use. No use. So I keep in there the bare minimums of what I cook. You know, like eggs and toast, you know, about, there you go. <laughs> And so I keep a very uh, bare minimum supply of food in my kitchen. But if I'm going to, ha- if I'm going to host someone and someone's going to come over, maybe a staff member is going to come over, which they are, they're going to come <laughs> over and they're going to help and they're going to cook. I'm going to put more in there. Right. Why? Because that will determine what I'm served. Yes. It's the same way. The more word in us, the more the Holy Spirit can serve up to us. In, the, in this way, it all belongs to us. Yes. But if we don't know what belongs to us, right. how can he lead us into what we don't know? Amen. Now, he endeavors to bring us into knowledge. But if we're not giving him any word to work with, you know, Brother Hagen was raised up off of a deathbed. I don't know if you've ever heard his testimony, but if you haven't, you need to go find it. You can find it on different, different videos on YouTube or his books. Um, he was uh, born with an incurable heart condition, uh, deformed all throughout his chest cavity, um, given up to die on his deathbed at 15. He gets born again at 15. He's raised in a church where he's not ever taught about healing, but the Holy Spirit starts teaching him. And he said to him, uh, he said, you don't have to die at this young age. And he said, now see, Brother Hagen had never heard of following the Holy Spirit, but he began to recognize there's there's something on the inside of me talking to me. Why? Because he was alone on his bed by the hour. And when when you're isolated, you start maybe hearing a little bit deeper, right? You start paying attention to not just out here, but in here. And um, the Spirit of God said to him, you don't have to die at this young age. That's what the Spirit said to him. And Brother Hagen, as a young man, caught that. He said, I don't. He said, how can I not die at this young age? And the Spirit of God said to him, it's all in the book. Mm -hmm. Now listen to that. It's all in the book. It's all in the book. Why? Because if he doesn't get the book in him, the Spirit can't lead him in the book. He's got to get the Word in him. Um, He didn't tell him, he didn't preach something to him apart from the book. Um, Because if he wasn't interested enough to get in the book and find it, then he probably wouldn't have added his faith to it, you see. It's all in the book. To learn and to become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, get in the book. Feed on the Word. Because the Holy Spirit is most more, He's he's come to work with us, 
and in us, but he's most interested in working with the word. Amen. 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 So to learn to follow the leading of the spirit, number one, feed on the word. Number two, fellowship with God in prayer. Fellowship with God in prayer. That would include take time to speak in other tongues. Mm -hmm. Become, uh, receive the infilling, not just the indwelling. It will help you. But even if you don't receive the infilling, you're born again. You say, I'm not interested in being filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You can still, you can still be led by the Spirit. Yes. You can still be led because He dwells in you. Yes. Amen. Amen. But if you, want, if you want a deeper dimension of that leading, taking time to pray in other tongues will help you become sensitive. So the Word and prayer. Yes. The Word and prayer uh, is how you become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Take time to listen to Him. You know, you don't ever get, you don't ever learn anyone unless you take time with them. Right. That's, true. That's just true, even in the natural, yes. right? Uh, for someone who got married and chose to marry someone, it's some they had time with that person. Right. Amen. Uh, in John chapter ten, verse twenty-seven, Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice." And I know them and they follow me. Notice what sheep do. They follow. They don't disagree. They don't argue. They don't kick against. We don't want to act like something. We don't want to act other than a sheep. We don't want to act like we're something different than a sheep. You have to practice being a sheep. You have to practice it. Why? Have to practice following. That's, the, what, what a, that's what a sheep does. Well, Jesus is leading us. And he said, my sheep know my voice. What is that voice? He's going to speak to us by his spirit. Yes. And we have, we have to say, if we're going to hear, then we need, we, ha- we need to follow what we hear. Right. It's dangerous to hear and choose not to follow what we hear. Amen. So why? Because sheep follow what they hear. They don't argue and kick against and go a different direction. Amen. So evidently, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So evidently, it's not hard because all of his people are to hear. Amen. So you need to begin to say this if you don't. It's easy for me to hear. It's easy for me to hear. I hear. I hear how, I hear how God leads me. Instead of saying, God never speaks to me. I don't hear anything. Then you're not understanding always how he's leading. You're waiting for a voice. You're waiting for something spectacular. Just look at in here. What do you have peace about? What do you not have peace about? If you have peace about about something, do it. If you don't have peace about it, don't do it. That's the spirit leading. Amen. That's the inward witness. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Well, you don't want to miss it because we just keep going a little bit further in this. And we invite you, go back and watch previous episodes because we've said so much and we're going to still say so much more. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Romans 8.14, God gives His children the promise that He will lead them by His Spirit. In this important book by Nancy Dufresne, Following the Holy Spirit, you will learn how to recognize and follow the leading of the Spirit and receive God's help in every arena of your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. It belongs to us. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Ontario, Canada at Promise of Life Church, August 27th through the 31st. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting miracles. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.